It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Miami Dolphins' defense conceded just 13 points against the Denver Broncos on Sunday, and we have checked the coach's film. Here's what stood out to me in the midst of studying Miami's Week 3 defensive performance. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Appreciate our everydayers because it is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. We don't just say it, we live it. Today on the show, exploring the defensive side of the ball, the Dolphins' performance, an improved defensive performance yet again, uh, yielding just 13 points to the Denver Broncos. Uh, They conceded... Uh, 69 rushing yards on 20 attempts, 363 total yards, three turnovers, held the Broncos to three of 13 on third and fourth downs. That'll help when the game script goes the way that it does and you ultimately end up putting 70 points on the board playing complimentary football. So I had a chance to watch the coach's film of the Dolphins' defense. We did the offensive show already, got its full 30 minutes of due, and now we're on the defensive side of the ball. Here is the obligatory disclaimer for those of you who are watching on YouTube. If you're a visual learner, due to copyright and broadcast restrictions, we cannot share actual game fill or all 22 footage on the stream. Please don't reply in the comments and tell me that I need to show it because then I will just reply to you and say bottom ticker because it's on the ticker. Now, I will do my absolute best to describe. And if you're a visual learner and you do like those sorts of things, Locked On Dolphins subtext might be for you. You could text Dolphins to 305-419-3924. And there I am able to provide you with some examples of film of the things that I am seeing. You could text Dolphins to 305-419-3924. Get your first two weeks free. It's direct text line with me. You also get access to the Locked On Dolphins subtext community, which is where those kinds of uh, complimentary content pieces uh, are available for you all to really dive in and check it out. So uh, that's for your consideration. Now, as far as the defensive performance, um, I think the first thing that pops to me is from a participation standpoint, there was a pretty significant shift for Miami in what happened in this football game. And it's Justin Bethel. Justin Bethel played 82% of the defensive snaps in this contest. 51 snaps for Justin Bethel was the highest snap percentage of any player on the team. And that is a bit of a surprise. Uh, He played a lot in the nickel. Uh, He had played 19 snaps defensively over the first two weeks of the season against New England. He played nine against the Chargers in their dime package. And then he played 10 snaps against New England. Now, he's a special team staple. He played 11, 19, and 23 respective snaps on special teams. You'll get 23 snaps when you have 11 kickoffs, which the Dolphins did between their touchdowns and the opening kickoff of the game. So um, 
51 snaps, though, on the defensive side of the football yielded Cater Kohu living exclusively on the outside in week three. I can say for certain that this wasn't just a matchup specific kind of thing, but I will say through the 19 snaps that Justin Bethel took in the first two weeks, he earned this. He earned this opportunity. And it, it's interesting that Miami, and we heard Vic Fangio talk about after week two that we are exploring all our options after Eli Apple gets targeted a number of times. And he himself, Eli Apple, got shaken up during the course of this game. Mike McDaniel said on Monday he is not in concussion protocol uh, after getting banged up. So that's that's a good news for the Dolphins as far as his availability and flexibility. But Cater Kohu plays 46 snaps. He plays almost exclusively on the out, or he does play exclusively on the outside. Justin Bethel plays 51 snaps defensively. Xavier Howard played 47 snaps. So he played one more snap than uh, Kohu and Jerome Baker and Deshaun Elliott and Javon Holland when the game kind of accelerated to a certain degree. Um, I, I think for Justin Bethel specifically, there were some really good plays. Uh, you saw some of the quickness on the perimeter. Then we're trying to go some of those perimeter screens when they're running empty and trying to challenge the Dolphins on the perimeter and, and get outside of them. And Bethel's quick to trigger. And Bethel's quick to trigger on another red zone target where they're targeting the back out of the backfield. And he and Andrew Van Ginkle scrape over the top of a vertical stem from, from the outside receiver uh, to corral and chase down uh, Samaji Piran. So some, some good reps for Justin Bethel. There was some room for growth. We'll talk about that in segment three. Uh, but from the, the rest of the team participation standpoint, Bethel 51 led the team. Xavier Howard, 47. You know, Javon Holland, Deshaun Elliott, your starting safeties, Cater Kohu, Jerome Baker, all played 46 per, or forty-six snaps. Bradley Chubb, 42. Zach Sealer and David Long each played 36. Christian Wilkins played 33. Andrew Van Ginkle, Raekwon Davis played 30. Jalen Phillips, uh, you saw that there was a rush. You could kind of see uh, just before halftime where he was rushing against Mike McGlinchey, and he kind of kind of came up like he felt like something was wrong, and, and he is day-to-day, -day, according to Mike McDaniel. Uh, after that oblique tweak in the game, he played 29 reps. Emmanuel Agba stepped in and played 23 in his absence. Um, then you kind of got into the rotational guys, Perry Nickerson, Deshaun Hand, Duke Riley, Elijah Campbell, Brandon Jones got 16 snaps on defense. Cool to see. Kelvin Joseph, 15. Cameron Good, Brandon Peely, 14. Apiece Channing, Tindall, 9. That's every defensive snap that was taken. So in the same way that was was applicable for the offense, I think there was some really valuable reps, and that, that's a very rare thing in the NFL. To have an opportunity in live game situations against an opposing team's starters to run guys out there and say, hey, go get valuable reps in season. This ain't the preseason where, where you get the second half of a preseason game against fellow second and third stringers. And there's some good. I think another promising development from a participation standpoint, and it overlaps a little bit into what we want to talk about next, was Emmanuel Agba came to life a little bit. Kind of showed a little bit of flash on the edge. He almost had a strip sack of Russell Wilson. He actually did have a sack of Russell Wilson later in the game. Had some good pressure. That's promising. We're going to talk more about that pressure on Russell Wilson next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins, so stick with us. But before we go any further, gentlemen, you do not have to choose between your hair growth 
and your health. Nutrafol provides whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Men think losing their hair is inevitable. Take control of your hair's future with Nutrafol science-backed hair growth supplement for men. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement, clinically shown to improve your hair growth, physical thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol's hair growth supplements use physician-formulated natural science-backed ingredients, and their drug-free patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health either. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes such as stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism through whole body health to prevent thinning. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter promo code LOCKEDONNFL. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men spelled N-U-T. R-A-F-O-L.com slash men and enter promo code locked on NFL. That's Nutrafol.com slash men promo code locked on NFL. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As far as the pressure on Russell Wilson, watching it back gave me the appreciation that the Dolphins knocked Russell Wilson around quite a bit. You saw um, a number of second-level pressures. You saw four-man rushes that included in, that included the defensive lineman dropping out. Sometimes it was Bradley Chubb and firing somebody off the second level. Well, there was one that I really liked that had a four-man rush, and they dropped Bradley Chubb off the defensive right side and fired Andrew Van Ginkle from a stack linebacker position and fired him downhill. Uh, from the left side of the formation to try and overload blitz. I think you continue to see Miami uh, probably be a little bit more, uh, a lot more aggressive than they were in week one, as far as bringing extra bodies. And Vic Fangio dialed up a couple of uh, corner pressures. Xavier Howard got a hit on Russell Wilson on one shot that was uh, a big shot down the field. And Russell kind of holds it. He tries to throw the post deep down the center of the field. And the receiver doesn't really pick it up in flight. The fact that Miami has these pressures and they're in positions to utilize them. And I think you have enough positional ambiguity to continue to get away with it. I think this might be the real identity of this defense where we've heard Vic Fangio talk about, I don't want to blitz to have to, I don't want to have to blitz to get pressure. Um, I, you know, want to blitz when I want to blitz. I think the opportunities that you have with David Long and his second level athleticism, Jerome Baker and, and how effective he has been throughout the course of his career as a blitzer. I think the most impact plays we've gotten from Jerome Baker are in pressure situations. And you, that, that includes the Brian Flores era. And now you have Andrew Van Ginkle and seeing kind of the hybrid ability and, 
some of these defensive backs like Justin Bethel and Cater Kohu coming on pressure situations. I mean, they, they blitz both outside corners <laughs> on that that uh, shot that that Howard gave Russell Wilson. I just didn't think you saw organic four-man rush. We're going to dominate you on the outside. And granted, McGlinchey and Garrett Bowles, those are two $15, $17 million tackles, right? They're high-floor players. They're viable. Um, and then even the tight ends. I, I think Denver had a really physical tight end room between Troutman and Manhurns. Uh, they had enough that they threw some extra bodies at the Dolphins' edge guys. So if it felt like early in the first half of the game, wow, we're not really seeing a, a lot of the flash. There were some some opportunities for both Chubb and Phillips to turn the corner where I thought they lost their footing, uh, although that was kind of a prevalent problem on both sides, and you saw it in the secondary as well. The touchdown pass that was conceded against Xavier Howard for Denver's first touchdown was a scramble drill play where he loses his footing when Cortland Sutton pivots back out to the sideline after kind of pressing it back towards the center upright. Um and he lost his footing there too. So uh, I, I don't know that I uh, critique the edge guys for losing their footing too much on the edge. I think you saw them adjust their rush plan a little bit. I do appreciate a largely contained rush plan. You did not see too many inside counters where I think if you were going to win against Bowles and you were going to win against McGlitchy, you probably had an opportunity to work inside, but then you're conceding the edge. And one of the times you did concede the edge was that touchdown pass where Russell Wilson gets outside of the pocket to his right. Uh, Russ, and ha Russ had other opportunities where he's climbing in the pocket, and I think you're seeing linebackers add on, and those are referred to as green dog blitzes, where if you're responsible for the back in coverage and the back stays in the block, go. Don't waste your time standing here bouncing on your toes, uh, QB spying nobody. If the guy that you're responsible for in coverage is not ineligible and he's not going to make himself available, don't burn yourself and be a useless body. I think you've seen that from, from some Dolphins defenses in the past where with the Fangio system, it feels like there's much more clear expectations and there's more opportunities to be turned loose and react to something that you're seeing happening in front of your face and go make a play. Like Jerome Baker, triggers, shot out of the cannon because the back steps across but stays in protection. So I know I can get downhill and go, and I can put a hit on Russell Wilson. You saw some twists and games and the usual suspects inside, and Zach Sealer had a hit, and Christian Wilkins on, a, on another scramble drill where Cortland Sutton runs a shallow, and it was actually the first fumble that was forced by uh, Javon Holland. Cortland Sutton runs a shallow, and Russ steps up in the pocket, and he drops the ball off underneath the Cortland Sutton. And this is the play I'll go into on, on in depth because I think this was an embodiment of the Fangio system and the execution of it and some individual efforts that really stood out to me. Russ drops the ball off shallow to Cortland Sutton. Christian Wilkins on that play rushed to his left. Russ flowed away and then stepped up and got downhill towards the line of scrimmage. Christian Wilkins gets off the block, pursues Russell Wilson, hits Russell Wilson as he's thrown. The ball is completed 20 yards away to Cortland Sutton. Christian Wilkins turns, runs, and trails behind the play. But as Cortland Sutton gets his eyes upfield to turn and run, Javon Holland is arriving from the weak side safety spot. And we'll talk through Javon Holland's role in this play in just a minute. And he punches the ball out. Andrew Van Ginkle scoops it up. Christian Wilkins, like the NFL combine drill, 
goes dead sprint up the field, puts his foot in the ground, gets his eyes back up, and becomes the lead blocker as Andrew Van Giggle's running this thing. And he picks up Lloyd Cushenberry, and he blocks Lloyd Cushenberry for 15 yards down inside the five-yard line and puts him on the ground. Outstanding individual effort. Javon Holland's role in this play is the Broncos came out formationally in a three-by-one. And we have talked about in this Fangio system, in the split field coverages, the two anatomically critical positions are the nickel defender to the passing strength and the backside safety. Because that backside safety's responsibility in a lot of these three-by-one formation calls in split field coverages for Fangio is I'm looking for poaching the backside receiver. If that player runs vertical and in, I can take it and I can leverage it. If he doesn't, my eyes can now go to the front side and I can feel and pursue and squeeze and just react in the same way that a linebacker would react to, I'm responsible for the back and he's blocking. Why don't I go pressure the quarterback and be added on to the pressure? So the receiver to the one side, Javon Holland's the weak side safety, is Cortland Sutton. And he's the one that runs the shallow route that gets the ball dropped off to him from Cortland, uh, from, from Russell Wilson. That's the only eligible to that side of the field. The back ends up running to that side into the check down in the flat, but there's a linebacker to relate to him. So Javon, Javon Holland, I'm not going to worry about that. He sees one week is going shallow and away. I'm now free to post the front side. So I kind of flow. I get off the hash. And I start to float that way to the three-man side. Well, lo and behold, now I see the ball is dropped off underneath, but I'm, I'm flowing with that play because I'm pushing to the three. And the ball's dropped off underneath. And I use explosive trigger and range. And I get on top of Cortland Sutton in a hurry, and I take him by surprise. And as he turns his eyes up, I'm arriving, and I punch the ball out. And the ball's on the ground, and now I'm forced to turn over. And it was a great embodiment of the value of the weak side safety and the coverage rules in split field coverage as being what they are that allowed an elite playmaker defensively like Javon Holland has become to go make a play. And some of that's aided by pressure on Russell Wilson. They knocked him to the ground a lot. I have respect for Russell Wilson, even though I do think he is probably a little bit more of a fundamentally broken football player than some would care to admit at this stage for what he was traded for and what his contract is. I admire the toughness that he illustrated throughout the course of the game. And I would say Russell Wilson is probably on the list of issues of why Denver Broncos lost this game. He's very far down the list. I respect the way he played beat, but the Dolphins knocked him around more than I realized on the TV copy because the game went the way that the game did. But that's what happens when you, as Jalen Phillips phrased it after week one, Earn the right to rush the passer. Van Ginkle was awesome. We'll talk a little bit more about the defense here coming up on this episode of Locked on Dolphins, so stick with us. Snap into NFL action this season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action the app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Continuing our way through final defensive thoughts, and then we are turning the page to Buffalo. Appreciate you guys checking the show. If you're on YouTube, please know I wore black uh, in honor of Sean Payton for the uh, 2022 commentary on Tua Tonga Valoa and then getting a 70-burger dropped on his head. So it's neither here nor there. Room for growth. No, I, I do think there were some instances of tackling that you probably got away with a little bit. Uh, the one screen pass to Javante Williams stands out where both David Long and Jerome Baker impacted him at the same time and they both kind of fell off of him and bounced and he gets a first down and then Javon Holland's got to bring him down. Tackling big backs uh, is something that, you know, we, we just don't have, we don't have the biggest linebackers. Now I think the linebackers did a pretty good job. Obviously they had the play on Javante Williams where they got in the backfield and, and shut him down before he ever got the line of scrimmage on a short yardage uh, conversion situation. But that, that for me, is something that Cater Kohu is an awesome tackler. He might be the best tackler on the team behind Javon Holland. And having two elite tacklers there is very valuable. But just continuing to improve upon your open field tackling because this is a defense that does allow space at times. There were some dropped receivers. It appeared as though one of the long cross routes to Marvin Mims was dropped by Xavier Howard. So continued focus on communication and ensuring we know if the receiver immediately goes away and it's a zone match, do I have him? Do I not have him? Everybody else on the field matched whatever receiver came into their space. Xavier Howard is the outside player. He's the outside perimeter player. And Marvin Mims was the outside perimeter corner. Number one goes shallow and away, and he ends up crossing all the way over across the field. And two, in a tight alignment formation, runs vertically up the field, and you've got a linebacker that's carrying him vertically, and you got a safety over the top. I would think that would mean that you got to go. I don't know for sure. I'm not in there making the calls. But I know nobody designed it for everybody to be running to the right and be matched, and Xavier Howard's the third defender against two receivers, and Marvin Mims is running butt naked wide open and getting 40 yards to put Denver down in the red zone. So something happened there. So those are the kinds of plays that I think just continued. As you learn more of the defense, you're ensuring you're in the right plays um, will help uh, ensure that you are protecting yourself from those explosives because against a, a more competitive team, those kinds of explosives can really hurt you. So too can some of the, missed opportunities along the way of, of generating more turnovers. Obviously you had, you tested Denver's patience. He tried to take a few shots. Russ forced a few into to deep coverage that had safeties leveraged. 
You had one where Andrew Van Ginkle had a really good pass rush against Chris Manhurns and uh, was able to hit Russell Wilson just as he was throwing, but it was actually completed because Javon Holland's dropping from the opposite side. And by the time he gets his eyes back to look for the football, the football is two thirds of the way there. So he doesn't really have a chance to adjust his track and he overruns it. And Deshaun Elliott in transition in space, just a, a tick off the explosiveness that was needed to really flash and mirror and stay attached. And that was an interceptable ball that ended up being a, a deep completion for Denver. And you had Deshaun Elliott going up and getting two hands on the football inside the, the five yard line on the shot deep down the left sideline. Converting some of these opportunities when you have leverage on the play is again, helping to take this defense to the next level. Last thing that I would leave you with that stood out to me on the tape. I thought was really cool. And it's not a room for growth. Well, it is a room for growth. It's Jalen Ramsey. Because when Jalen Ramsey comes back, the game's going to change for this defense. But on the first possession, Cater Kohu comes up on the perimeter and makes a tackle one-on-one for a small game. And it's to the Dolphins sideline. And you see Jalen Ramsey coming over and he's fired up and he's yelling at Cater and he's pumping him up. The very next play is the incomplete pass down the sideline that Cortland Sutton was bobbling going out of bounds where they thought on the broadcast he might have got his left toe in. I don't think he did. I certainly don't think there was indisputable evidence that the foot was down when he established control of the ball. Cater pops up, incomplete pass. Broncos have to punt, opening possession. Jalen Ramsey runs around a coach and runs 20 yards up the sideline to hype up Cater Kohu again. And it was really cool to see Jalen Ramsey, who's been dealt this really crappy hand to start the season and is not able to play for the start of the year and is working towards progressing back and rehabbing to be ready to play and how engaged he is and how involved he is and him hyping up a young guy like Cater Kohu, who I think Cater Kohu long-term can be one of the better nickel players on this foot in the league. Kind of like what Kenny Moore has been for the Indianapolis Colts for the last few years. Um, Mike Hilton for the Cincinnati Bengals. Like these are like pro bowl, all pro caliber players who just happen to live primarily in the nickel. I think Cater Kohu can be that. And to see Jalen Ramsey in the midst of what he's dealing with in his own adversity, be so plugged in and so animated and so energetic. It was just really, really cool to see. And I can't wait to see Jalen Ramsey out there with the Dolphins defense. Cause that, that will definitely be, room for growth when you can add a player like that to the mix. That is going to do it for us on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. It is your team every day. Appreciate you guys checking out the show. Fins up. Make it a great rest of your day. We are on to Buffalo, getting ready for week four. Miami at Buffalo with a chance for the Dolphins to make a strong statement if they are able to go into Orchard Park and secure win. Number four, we're going to have you covered all week long. Fins up. I'll talk to you again soon. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.